0: Hi guys, welcome back to our 12th episode at the Average Ballers Podcast. Today we'll briefly touch up on FIBA and Team USA, bring you guys some news and opinions regarding the league. So as always, hope you guys enjoy.
1: Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to the Average Ballers Podcast. Hello, hello. Today it is just me and Simon, um, but we got some stuff to talk about and uh, kind of, I don't know if excited is a word, maybe more disappointed.
0: Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Definitely disappointed uh, but expected yeah,
1: from me. I, oh, actually yeah, not surprising, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so we talked about this last episode pretty extensively and it was about the Fiba tournament. Um the finals are tomorrow which the US is not a part of. Um so we'll talk about that. <laughs> um so yeah, this past episode we were talking about how uh the US would probably have to face um I think it was going to be like France or Australia or something like that. I forgot mm-hmm. who the, yeah, yeah, yeah. who it was, but pretty much he ended up playing France. True. Uh-huh. And the result was a U.S. loss. Um, 88-79, France beat them. And this was in the quarterfinals. So okay. this is still kind of far away from the actual finals of the FIBA tournament. True. Obviously, um, I, I know the U.S. expected to win gold. hmm So obviously losing out here, they lose out on any medal. Yeah. And so um just a little bit of detail about the game. Rudy Gobert, Simon's favorite player. Oh,
0: yes. My favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> MVP of the game gets 21 points, 16 rebounds, 3 blocks and those 3 blocks and those rebounds, it's more uh like substantial when you actually look at the the game highlights and mm-hmm. two of those blocks came in crucial moments. Mm-hmm. And so, just Rudy Gobert played clutch for France, and just the U.S. had a problem with his length. And, man, I don't know. I guess France, to me, looked like a good team, Mm -hmm. but I didn't think it would be them who beats the U.S.
0: True, I expected, well, I mean, obviously, Australia, since we already played them before, but I don't know. I, I thought they would lose in, like, semis. Honestly. yeah at least the semis yeah. right uh,
1: it, it's kind of surprising they lost this early on meaning yeah they can't even get a bronze medal right Dang, that's, uh. <laughs> and so i mean if if you watch the game if you watch the highlights mm-hmm. it came down to like we didn't know who was going to be the person to have the ball in the hands like because was there's gonna, so many options or not a clear-cut one oh, you know like yeah. is it going to be kemba is it going to be donovan mm-hmm. um and, like, what kind of – what's our go-to play? Is it yeah. going to be ISO with Kemba, ISO with Donovan? Yeah. Um, and just looking down the stretch, there were some key turnovers. Like, uh-huh. no one with real, like, experience when it comes to, like, high-pressure moments if sure. you look at that team, mm-hmm. you know. And so there were some mistakes, some turnovers in the end that really cost them. Mm-hmm. Um, And so they lose out on this game. Um, And the, the best they can do from this point on was fifth place. Yeah. And so, they had to play Serbia for fifth, mm-hmm. and Serbia was my favorite, which Serbia also lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so Serbia got eliminated by Argentina, who we'll, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, so Serbia lost to Argentina, and so US lost to France. So uh, US played Serbia, which is um, Jokic, Bogdanovic, yeah. uh, that team, mm-hmm. and too maybe not too much of a surprise. US yeah. loses again.
0: It really, I heard he uh, Bogdanovic just lit them up from yeah. the from the first quarter. I think it was like thirty two to seven. Yeah, it by was the end oh my, of it.
1: it was that was, and, that pretty much sealed like you knew yeah, what, what the fate of the game exactly. was gonna be. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. If it's that big of a deficit, but I mean, maybe I'm going a little too far with this, but I feel like USA kinda went in with the losing mentality. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I think Because so. like
0: once you're done with the quarterfinals, like I guess like obviously they were playing to win the gold and or like at least place to get a medal, but then I Think because that was out the window, it's like, what are they playing for exactly, now? Exactly,
1: no, for sure. So, and you could tell by just their demeanor, yeah, and that Body first language, quarter, yeah. yeah, like they really had nothing to play for. True. Um, and so they just came out flat, and mm-hmm. Serbia came out hot, and it was just tough yeah. for the I mean, the U.S. it kind of came back, but still always down the whole game and yeah. ended up losing. And yeah. so, um, today was their seventh place game so oh if God, they right. win today they get seventh and mm-hmm. they beat poland which was not a strong team yeah and so yeah us leaves the fiba tournament as the seventh place it must suck like
0: <laughs> coming back home and then i'm pretty sure the media has a lot to oh, say oh no i'm sure I mean, we have a lot to say too
1: i'm but. sure they wouldn't mind trying to forget the last few weeks on yeah. Their, <laughs> yeah their nba yeah. career
0: and on do you think now with this loss of team usa that team ESA has any hopes of being a, a like an absolute dominating country for in the future
1: i don't think they'll be absolutely dominating anymore yeah not h- how it was you know mm-hmm. with the redeem team and the, the dream team yeah. especially so we're never going to be that like 30 plus point beating t- blowing teams out unless uh-huh. it's like what like you say nigeria right but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one team but mm-hmm. when it comes to the top teams in, in, in interna- the international uh, competition, yeah, it's hard to beat them by twenty. Sure. They have yeah. they have enough talent to to play with the U.S. For but sure. um, I mean, so yeah, the U.S. When it comes to tournament competition, they their fifty eight game win streak was snapped by France, uh-huh. and I don't even know the I don't even know if they've ever lost two games back to back ever, um, but yeah. they did. Um, yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I don't
0: remember the last time that's happened. Yeah,
1: so um, they lost back to back, and so the. Oh, the only silver lining they say from this tournament was at least the u.s qualified for the olympics but True. when you look at the grand scheme it's like oh well a bunch of teams qualify for the olympics yeah. and so, south korea qualifies <laughs> for the olympics so it's kind of like well yeah the U- u.s did literally the least that uh-huh. they could have done yeah. like or like capable of doing coming to this tournament and I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot of talk after the, after, you know, their losses, there were some interviews with Greg Popovich and he was kind of angry at people's reactions to, you know, team USA's loss, you know, saying that, Mm -hmm. come on, like what's going on. You guys should have won. Like it's, it's a shame. Like, you know, putting just slandering the team USA name and and same with Donovan Mitchell. He was like, I don't care about the guys who weren't here. You Mm -hmm. know, and of course I think the media blew that up too. Like I didn't care about who wasn't there either. Cause like we could talk about that all we want but it has nothing to do with the actual tournament exactly. right actual game so um uh, and, and Donovan was looked a little bit kind of peeved like I don't want to be asked about who wasn't here mm-hmm. all the guys that were here we we were here and we played our best and we did our best and we gave our hearts you know mm-hmm. and I could respect that to a certain st- uh certain point <laughs> uh-huh but it's like dude nice <laughs> like you straight up just giving me excuses yeah like how how could you be so okay with losing uh-huh. and not just losing once, but yeah. losing twice?
0: I feel like if it was any other NBA legend back in the day, um, you know, we could talk about the redeemed team. Like if they were to lose, like let's say they lost, right? I don't, I don't, I don't imagine Kobe uttering words like that. No, It would be like, no, we're going to come back and we're going to smack the international team's, and you know we're not going to give them a fighting chance but then for Donovan Mitchell it's like dude like what the heck or like what's what's up with you guys you guys don't have my back it's like it's, it's not like we're it's not that we don't have your back it's more like you guys just sucked yeah like, <laughs> you guys didn't do yeah. what you guys
1: set out to do like your goal was to win a gold but i didn't i didn't hear from any of them before the tournament saying oh yeah i'm just looking for like a great experience mm-hmm. no you guys were saying we're we're here to win the gold we're here to yeah. win the gold and then you guys ultimately failed and you guys
0: didn't show up yeah and so that's the bottom line yeah so
1: a- and so it was i just thought it was weird that they were so like chill with losing mm-hmm. like I-, I saw a couple other interviews you know and, and some players were like you know it was just a great experience it was just like good good preparation for the season yeah and it's like wait okay first first of all you guys first before the tournament started and they were chosen it was like oh you know we're proud to represent team Mm -hmm. usa you know um the players that backed out and declined like you know i don't know how they feel about their country but we're proud to represent usa yeah and then they come out flat come out losing and then they just say oh yeah it was a great experience like we're we're (laughs) focusing on the nba season now it's like wait well i thought you're playing for your country and it was like pride involved and then all of a sudden it's like oh it's like just another game you know whatever Ah, oh,
0: dude it's it's kind of, uh it's a shameful i guess just to see Team USA kind of handle that situation um i'm not going to lie i did expect more from greg popovich yeah man I, I feel like he should have been the classic greg that he is yeah. giving just short answers like we lost yes okay all right let's just get it back next year done but then it's more it was more like he like had to kind of like speak on behalf of the team because yeah. the team didn't have a voice and they like we're too like s- like timid to even talk about it and man i mean it is what it is at the end of the day and it would be really it just suck if team usa continued with this type of culture where it's like they're okay with losing yeah even though it's an international game and like we don't care about it for some reason it's like like what's up with that you know and so just sucks but hopefully next year i've uh, like p- players like Kyrie, james harden like on the upper upper tier of the nba would show up and hopefully they're in like you know in a healthy position to do so so
1: yeah i mean i'm pretty sure if you ask you know like the players on team france mm-hmm. and the players on like team argentina right now and if you ask them like or spain like hey you guys are just here to play like for a good mm-hmm. experience they would be like no we're here to like pour out for our country True. like sacrifice yeah like, you know we were talking about it before Luis scola playing for team argentina for like over 20 years he's committed he's exactly he's here to win you yeah know? so it's like that attitude it's showing now yeah. when, when it comes to the tournament True. like like talent can get you so far but then you also need that drive you need mm-hmm. that motivation mm-hmm. and just looking at yeah the exit interviews from team usa i don't know if they really had it like if you were so committed to winning gold and then you lost, wouldn't you be mad? Like, yeah. you'd be like angry. Like, why yeah, would you yeah, want to yeah. do an interview? Why would you like, you'd leave, you know? Yeah. You'd leave the stand. Like, it, when you, uh, I forgot who it was. It was one of the NBA like finals or playoff games. Mm-hmm. I think it was KD, but like, they were just so mad. They just left the interview. You know, like, players do that yeah. for the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Like, they were expecting a win and they lose and they take it to heart. Uh-huh. And then, you know, but when it came to this tournament that was supposedly big on these players mm-hmm. you know minds and careers it was like they didn't they didn't take it that way but yeah, speaking to the future you know uh the olympics is next when it comes to international competition exactly and, you know is that I, tokyo in tokyo yeah okay. and i guess historically it seems like there's more like superstars that come out for the olympics mm-hmm. so yeah i think you know yes it's true like if we had James Harden and if we had Kevin, Oh, Kevin Durant wouldn't play, but James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, if they came out, it would help our chances a lot. But beyond that, like we just need players who want to be there and are like committed to Mm -hmm. the goal, you know? And I I understand, you know, um, they didn't have a lot of time to practice together Mm -hmm. and, and this and that. But if you just looked at their effort, I don't know if it was always there. And yeah, I mean, Sure. It'll be great again if we have those superstars come out, but if they don't, it's like, well, Olympics bye-bye uh, gold medal, <laughs> you know. Out the window. It's going to yeah, yeah. It's going to be for up for grabs by Spain or exactly. Argentina again. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, this doesn't help that most people weren't even interested in FIBA already, mm-hmm. but the fact that USA is losing this early, I'm sure there's going to be even less people yeah. interested. For the next time, FIBA Viewer, comes around. Viewership definitely is going yeah. down from here. <laughs> yeah. So, um internationally, it was cool. I guess. Like, I mean, we heard of Luis Scola again. He hasn't True. been in the NBA uh, for a while, but hearing yeah. his name, it was pretty cool. You know, and things like that. Like, yeah, I was more excited for the international players than mm-hmm. I was. Than I, I was. I this. was
0: hoping for like Giannis to carry yeah. Greece, or that St- was like, something like that. More
1: fun to expect. Exactly. You know, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, Disappointing showing. Like, I don't... It sucks. We were talking about it so much the past few weeks Also, that we can mention that U.S. finished seventh. Yeah. You know, at least lose in the final or something. Make it exciting. Exactly, exactly. You know, but uh, it is what it is. Clearly, I feel like a lot of these young players maybe aren't as mature as maybe we thought. True. You know? And,
0: like, if we look at... I mean, I I know Tatum got injured, but off the roster, Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, well, who else is like they're they're within the same draft class, right? And then they're like yeah, similar. Yeah, I think. And I so think, yeah. I feel like the average age is pretty young compared to like the Redeem Team or the 2012 Team USA, but I guess maybe it's a little more like they just gotta mature a little bit. Um, I was just thinking if we were to like kind of. I guess, be in the sh- shoes of the players in Team USA this past FIBA tournament. Like, they were, to be completely honest, they were, like, second or third, like, res- like picks, you know? Because yeah. there was a huge list, and then they worked from there, and then they went, like, boom, like, dame's out, you know, all these other guys are out, and then we literally hit the bottom end yeah. of that list, and it's like, all right, you guys are the only guys we're, we got, it's it, it, balls balls in your court now yeah. and then it's like they were I pr- i'm pretty sure some of them weren't even expecting to oh, play
1: uh, i'm sure that exactly a handful of me. Yeah. and so i think
0: mentally they were just checked out maybe. and then they just weren't expecting it and so you know maybe we do need to cut them some slack but at the same time you are playing for the best organization in the world yeah so it's like i mean i understand but at the same time like Come on, step it up, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it says a lot. That's why, like, they kind of they did lack that veteran leadership. And when True. when you hear stories from that, you know, Dream Team and the Redeem Team, when it was like practice time, they went at it.
0: I oh yeah, I the dream was it the Dream Team that lost to a college?
1: Yeah, and that's practice? like it was like untalked about <laughs> until years later, and they were pissed.
0: That's crazy. Yeah,
1: and because they took it lightly, you know. And, wow. And so, it, it's just when you hear stories like that and then after that they smashed them and they just, they were like, okay, it's game time. And Mm so you just, you could just kind of tell from those kinds of players and that, those, that era of basketball that Mm -hmm. like, whether it was a pickup game or whether it's, you know, for the championship, they're playing to win no matter what. And just so like, we didn't know who was carrying that kind of attitude in this you know team usa there Mm. wasn't a lebron there wasn't a kobe to set the tone really so you can't i mean could you really blame these young guys maybe maybe not and that's why a lot of it i think does fall on greg popovich like you're the coach you've been in international competition before and so you know what it takes and yeah i mean just all around i feel like Mm. everyone kind of came out a little flat you yeah. know, so I, n- not all the blame goes to like one person or one coach, but I just feel like all around, maybe even these players themselves coming into this NBA season, maybe they're, they need to see like, Oh shoot, I still got to work on a lot of stuff in my mm-hmm. game. You mm-hmm. know, like I expected a lot out of uh, Donovan and Tatum and sure Donovan scored a lot of points, but I don't know if he led the team. Yeah. There was
0: know? no like demeanor. There was no dominance. It was yeah. just kind of like, do do your job kind of thing. And I, I, d- that's that's also kind of disappointing. It's like, I feel like Donovan hypes himself up as like the guy. But then when it comes to game time, it's like, what are you doing, bro? Like on paper, you are a great player. But on the court, it's just like, we see no dominance. Like a Kobe type of mentality. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a Donovan Mitchell hater. And maybe I'm just like super biased because Team USA lost. But it's just... It's, pretty disappointing just yeah. in general
1: and just coming into the season i would now argue that maybe utah's best player is your favorite player rudy gobert
0: heck yeah rudy gobert that guy dominated yeah straight up
1: i'm thinking he's he's that secret leader on that team mm-hmm. you know he's not that like flashy like again donovan donovan has the ball in his hands you know he's doing his thing dunking the ball he has yeah. all the attention but yeah. gobert is the one that's secretly just that backbone of the team exactly and the reason why I think that team is having a lot of success same with guys like Joe Ingles who had a pretty good mm-hmm. FIBA showing yeah for you Australia yeah. that's pretty so, impressive yeah I don't know maybe too much credit is going to Donovan for this Utah yeah. team who knows um, yeah so anyways um, coming into the NBA season again um, we'll see who the winner is the final is Argentina and Spain Marcus, Luis Scola both having Great mm. tournaments. Marcus and, killed. Yeah, it. he killed it, and so he still he he still has it, man. Toronto didn't need him. Yeah, for that that finals run, but, but the they fact had that
0: him. He, yeah, but the fact that they had him just made it yeah. so much. And better. he was just
1: he like <laughs> he, I feel like he barely had to do. I mean, he did he did like come to play in some sure. some games, but yeah. it's just like he didn't have to give a hundred percent exactly. And he and this tournament, he's reminding everyone that he can still drop thirty and exactly. sixteen. You know, like. Um so I, I my favorite now is Spain to win it but mm-hmm. uh, uh we'll see we'll see by the next time. Yeah. And sounds so good. I I think um now all that's left is for the actual NBA season to start. True. Not too much um It's crazy. It's like in a little
0: over a month yeah. the season starting again.
1: Yeah. Uh, training camps should be starting really soon. Yeah. All those uh preseason games, they exactly. should be starting very soon. Um so one one news uh that I want I did want to talk about right before we get into uh our I don't know the the other stuff that we talk about mm-hmm. was um, mentioning Giannis's future on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Now people knew about this before the season, but just because it's getting closer and closer to the actual timing of of his future contract, uh, it, it'll be heavily talked about once the season's over. But oh, yeah. they're to- talking about it now because as the media does, they you know hype up everything. But sure. um, they're just mentioning how the Bucks. Ha- the sources say that the Bucks have publicly stated that they will offer Giannis the super max, super duper max, whatever you oh call that. God. It's going to be most likely a five-year, $247 million contract, largest in NBA history. Nearly
0: a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. For, for five f- years. For five years of your life. Mm-hmm. That's insane.
1: Now, I guess my main question to you, Simon, is that I mean, of course, if you're the Bucks, you do it, mm-hmm. right? But do yeah. you think, first of all, do you think he's worth that money?
0: Oh, dude. Is he um, worth that money? Yeah, that contract. We, uh, It's like, I don't think any other organization would necessarily assign him for that much. Um, not because they don't have the money, but because maybe they don't see the value in Giannis as well as they see it. Uh, in the bu- in the Bucks organization now with that being said I th- I personally if I were a front office like a GM I would definitely offer him that deal mm-hmm. only because this guy is freaking young and five years down the line when we still you know when like we we still might have a fighting chance to you know make it to the NBA finals but five years is he's gonna still be in like a really prime condition mm-hmm. he won't be like unless like god forbid some crazy injury happens but assuming that he'll be fine like this guy's going to be <laughs> this guy's going to be probably the best in the league if if he's in this like path of development mm-hmm. obviously we do need to see him develop a shot with him being exposed uh, when he get when he tries to drive it in against the, like two to three guys but that'll all come in time all right and I think what David said about Ben Simmons, like it's not who, it's not the worth of him right now, but of what of who he's gonna become. Same thing with Giannis, it's who he's gonna become. And I think in five years is like a good amount of time for him to develop into a player that may dominate the right. league. And so, two hundred forty-seven million dollars, a lot of money, but it's just it's an investment, you know, right. ultimately. And you're investing into the organization and you're investing into a player that you truly believe in it. And I think I, I think that's like a really good move for them.
1: So you think that I mean, right now they spent a lot of money on their core pieces, right? True. Um, yeah. So Middleton and Brook Lopez, uh-huh. and so do, pretty much when they offer Giannis this contract, they're just sacrificing their whole future, right? They're yeah. giving him everything. Do you think he's good enough, or to or to you, do you think he's he's worth being a foundation on the team? Um, like to be that guy. I think... like, and, and potentially have no one else. I mean, he he luckily has an all-star in Chris Middleton yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He luckily has a solid big man in Brook, but in five years or like three years... Let's say
0: he's like in a Kobe situation. Yeah,
1: like it, would he be good enough to be able to still take a team if it's comprised of not-so-good players?
0: I truly believe that we'll only see one type of Kobe in our lifetime, but I don't know. I, I just see it in Giannis... I see this killer mentality, right? And I think it manifests differently compared to Kobe. You know, Kobe was just like this guy was a dog, mm. but I don't know. I just Giannis is like he's out there to freaking kill, yeah. The squash the other team, yeah. And he does not care who's in front of him, right? But he he'll do it. You know, he'll get the job done, and you know it. It it, it might you know, it might not necessarily lead to the success to the organization and there may be drama like throughout that. But I think the foundation of Giannis's character is like, I don't care who the heck is in front of me. I'm getting that ball into that net. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's how you win. And, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of like see the future now and five years down the line. But I don't know. I think, I think he has a capability, too. And I don't have substantial evidence to back my statement up, but it's just my hopes, and I just feel like he he could do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I feel like Giannis does seem like a guy who has a different kind of motor than some other guys in the league that are uh, up in the top class. Yeah. Um, But I just hope, like, a KD thing doesn't happen to him. Like, remember when KD won his first MVP, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, emotional, and everyone was rooting Mm -hmm. for KD, and then he just like became yeah. this guy. He that, was a good guy for a, a
0: little bit and now he became
1: the yeah, ultimate and villain. He just kind of went his own way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was for, for the publicity. I don't know if it was for the show, whatever it is. Um, I just hope that and then you know, his his career was kind of up and down a little after that MVP. Yeah. It was and, crazy. I mean, like, yeah, and then him coming to the Warriors, whatever. Um, but I don't see that kind of attitude in Giannis. And so uh-huh. that's why I'm hopeful for him. I feel like he's really out there to just compete. Yeah. Like, forget everything else. Like, it's uh-huh. literally just about basketball. Uh-huh. Whereas some of these other top-tier guys, it seems like it's not all about basketball. So I hear too much complaining and yeah. whining or yeah. this and that, media this. And yeah. it's just like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of guys who are just, like, there to play ball, like you said, like with Kobe's kind of True. mentality. And so, uh, but coming back to this max contract thing, you know, I feel like, when you look at it from the Bucks' perspective, yes, like you got to offer, right? Mm-hmm. And, and same thing with teams like the Blazers. Um, you know, they had to offer Dame that contract, you know, because yeah. you can't afford to lose a player like that. Uh-huh. But I feel like if you're just looking at like players, and and forget the team and forget the organization, and you're just like, who's really worth a max contract? Not knowing who the receiver squad is, yeah. I feel like there's maybe two, maybe just two players maybe three where I wouldn't care about who the rest of the squad is. Uh-huh. Give them that max contract. And I feel like that's like LeBron uh-huh. and yeah. KD. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe Anthony Davis, if he's, if he's like has a good year mm-hmm. stays healthy, but that's just a big if, right. But yeah. guys like LeBron and KD, I feel like they might be the only two who's exactly. like, who cares who the rest of their team is. Yeah. Like that team's going to be good. Yeah, 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 And I don't know about other players that, uh-huh. that can, have that same type of confidence for
0: sure lebron in his final season in the Cavs, he took a bunk team to the eastern conference finals and i understand it wasn't that competitive on the eastern conference but he like still did it yeah he still did it and he destroyed the raptors who are supposedly like the number two but it's just it's seriously impressive how dominating lebron is and literally i would give him any amount of money to keep him on to on any team you right know? and dude this guy he i feel like he could take this phoenix Suns to like the playoffs and At that is yeah that itself is freaking great yeah you know? put him on
1: any team i feel like they'll succeed i remember back then when um kobe was in his prime and lebron was coming up a lot of the argument between is lebron better is kobe better mm-hmm. was just switch them like switch yeah. their position on the team and exactly it'll show um who's better and so, I, I, you know, I'm a Kobe fan, and I do like LeBron, but obviously more of a Kobe fan yeah, than LeBron. But at the time when he was on the Cavs and when um Kobe was on the Lakers, I was like, oh, shoot, yeah, if you put LeBron on this Lakers team, they're winning five in a row. But if you put Kobe on that Cavs squad, this is before, you know, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. this is way before Kevin Love, and uh, be, this is before the Cavs had anybody. Yeah, they had Mo Williams <laughs> yeah. as the yeah. second best. So it was just like, yeah, man, I don't know if Kobe – like. I don't know if Kobe could do it. Like, oh, I, I respect Kobe. He's good. <laughs> but I don't know if he can be, if he can carry Mo Williams and Anderson Bergeau, Seriously. you know, to to the finals, yeah. you know? And so I was just like, oh man, that argument makes sense, but I don't like using it because I'm a Kobe fan. And sure. I, yes. But anyways, if we use that argument now and just compare LeBron to other players, like put him on any squad, he'll make them better. Mm-hmm. But you can't always say that about all the other upper tier talent exactly. guys, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we're just kind of pouring a little bit of respect on LeBron, but yeah, you know, back to Giannis. I personally think they got to give him that contract. Mm -hmm. Bucks can't afford to lose a guy like that. Heck no. Then they would
0: have to start from the ground up.
1: Yeah, and Giannis has shown nothing but love for, you know, Milwaukee, so it's like, why not offer him that he's poured out, he's carried you guys to the number one seed, so.
0: And he's developed so much, and I think he's put a lot of work into his own game to kind of just prove like, hey, I'm I'm like down for this organization yeah, and yeah. I don't see him going anywhere else yeah. unless like some drama does happen. Right, but right, right. Once again, like if we were to just kind of keep the current state of, you know, the relationship between him and the front office at Milwaukee, it should be
1: fine. Yeah. You know, one thing that just came to my mind though is, you know, today's NBA, so much of it is built on friendships, right? Yeah, and kind of like definitely. the relationship off the uh-huh. court and all that. Yeah. And the thing with Giannis is he doesn't make friends. He's not, he's not in the NBA to make friends similar like Kobe, like, I mean, off the court and and when Kobe was, you know, getting older and Uh more of a veteran. Yeah. He, you know, he, he started venturing off. Yeah. You know, he made some friends and stuff and, and, and he was more open, but Uh when Kobe was in his prime, he was like, he had no friends on the court.
0: Yeah. He like basically said like, screw you guys. I'm here to play. I'm here to get better.
1: Even his own teammates. I was like, you guys are here to help me win. That's it. Like, exactly. You know? And so, um, I feel like Giannis has more of that kind of attitude. That's a
0: true dog right there. Yeah, man. And I remember there was like this crazy Kobe story where, um, basically, the team after games they'd be like, "Hey, like, why don't you like come out like hang out with us at night?" And he's like, "No, I don't want to because you know I, I want to rest up and be able to show up at like 4 a.m. practice." And <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. "All right, all right, for sure like Kobe. if you come out with us, you know, we'll go to 4 a.m. practice." He's like, "All right, bet." He actually goes out you know parties hangs out with his uh teammates and literally wakes up every teammate at like 4 a.m in the morning to get a workout and then these guys are like hungover and stuff yeah and it's like if you don't have that type of mentality i don't think you're you you shouldn't be in like the greatest of all time conversation oh for sure
1: yeah i mean it's f- like forget all the on court stuff kobe has all the on stuff yeah, all yeah, those yeah. accolades it, exactly. it's the stuff off the court that makes him that pushes him to that goat conversation exactly, you know and, exactly. that's, and i think that's what's kind of missing in some of these guys is is that part of the game mm-hmm. you know we know some of these guys have all the talent in the world but yeah. going back to Giannis, so i feel like this might kind of hurt him later though because everyone's so friendly and like oh yeah like look what happened with katie and Kyrie. like hey let's join up together yeah yeah yeah. and so if if that's how teams are forming now it's gonna be tough for Giannis if he doesn't kind of like obviously he's that guy that's gonna say i'm not here to make friends i want to beat everyone but at the same time later down the line if, if if you need help on your squad true yeah he might need to make a friend or two, you know. But what if
0: this guy's like, "Screw you guys, I'm gonna Man. do this myself." Yeah, I
1: mean, I hope, and I guess Kawhi kind of. I mean, I feel like his wasn't intentional. He mm-hmm. it just happened to him because yeah. the Spurs traded him. But uh-huh. I guess right now, um, if because there aren't too many, there aren't any like real super teams. Yeah. It's, it, you don't have to worry about it too much. But it's just interesting that, yeah, we'll see if um Giannis will be able to still keep at least superstars or some good players coming to Milwaukee because I feel True. like it's hard for these small market teams to get people yeah. and the only way is 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 if you have a great talent mm-hmm. and even then that might not be enough you know looking at teams like OKC where you know they had all the talent but still it was hard for them to get free agents to come yeah. there so anyways there's just something to think about in the future we'll see how Giannis you know fares and how the Bucks fare uh, but moving on, just a uh, couple interesting topics I wanted to talk about is because I saw some articles online about, you know, uh, top point guards, in you know, of all time and top point guards of the NBA. And so I just wanted to get your um, top five point guards and shooting guards in the NBA currently. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're talking about, like, even right now, their current situation. So oh, obviously. With their current situation, too? Yeah. Okay. So I should have cleared that up earlier. But sure. so, like, obviously, I would have Clay High on that shooting guard list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Oh yeah, because he's injured, I'll I'll keep him out for now. For sure. Okay. But yeah, okay. I think he would definitely probably be two or three. Okay. Um. But anyways, I'll start it off to give you some time for the shooting guard list. So I'll, I'll, let's go point guards. I'll give my top five in the league, cool. my personal opinion, and then you can give yours. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number five, I'll start here. This might be a little bit of a hot take. I. I And I'm going with Luka Doncic. You're crazy. And and here's why. Here's why. That's crazy. I know. (laughs) The way I thought about it is, Uh is, all right, I'm looking at all these point guards and if I was starting a team, if I was starting a brand new team and I needed to get a point guard and Mm -hmm. the four guys I haven't mentioned yet above me are taken, I would most likely take this guy next. That's how I thought of it. So I'm not even saying that he might be the best player available or best point guard you know, the fifth best point guard in all the league per se, but yeah. I just feel like his potential, his age, what he showed is worth him being, you know, the fifth best point. That's how I kind of saw it. Okay. Um, But so he's my fifth. I know that's me choosing him over guys like, well, we both don't like this guy too much, but Ben Simmons, <laughs> you know, De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Kemba Walker. I chose Luca over these guys. Oh, and yeah. I feel like maybe he might have a better year than them. Who knows? You know, so we'll see. Okay. My fourth uh, is Kyrie Irving. All right. My All right. yeah, my uh, we'll see. And then third is Russell Westbrook. And I just I wasn't happy to put him there, but I just had to. Yeah. I, mean, I just have to uh-huh. put Russell in here. Sure. And and second is Damian Lillard. And that's that's high for me. I wasn't a huge Dame <laughs> fan, honestly. I'm not a huge Dame fan, uh-huh. but looks like he's the second best point guard in the league sure. right now. Okay. And then number one, I think is inarguable right now and that's Steph Curry yeah all right so for sure all right let's see where your list um is different from mine Alrighty. our lists are different so, yeah 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 Yeah.
0: um okay so I'm gonna start number five yeah. it's gonna be Chris Paul yeah, CP3 I, I,
1: yeah I didn't give him much love I know, <laughs> I know. that so, could be blasphemy yeah, right? yeah yeah
0: but then I I understand where people would say like oh what the heck like he's not a top five point guard in the league but I think for me, it's, you can't deny the fact that this guy is, like, he drops hella dimes. Yeah. And he is an excellent playmaker. And although he didn't, you know, he didn't fare too well within the Rockets, like, you know, in the playoffs, but this guy was always, like, you know, a top five seeding team. And, yeah, you know, he, he paired up with, like, the be- arguably the best shooting guard in the league. And, like, they... I don't know. It just, it just seemed like they they worked really well. Um, despite, Better than most people thought yeah, they would. Yeah. Despite, you know, like the quote-unquote locker room issues that they had this off season, But definitely, I think CP3 mm-hmm. deserves more love and respect. Okay. Yeah. My number four, Russell Westbrook. I only had to... So I personally... I don't really like Russell mm-hmm. too much. I'm not that big of a fan of him, simply because... Um, I just don't think he's an efficient player. Oh, he's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's and it, like for me, that's the the only only part that like is like a turn off to me. But I had to put him up there because he's been averaging yeah, triple double the past two seasons. It's
1: hard not to, yeah, at least give him one spot in this exactly. top five. Exactly, yeah. and so
0: like that, the numbers when it, numbers don't lie. Yeah, and so th- this is like pretty insane, and so I got to put him up on number four. I was gonna put Russell five and CP three four, oh, that, yeah. But then that would low key be blasphemous, mm-hmm. so I couldn't do that. Uh, number three, I put Damian Lillard. Okay, this, this guy's a killer. You know, yeah, he's you know he very he performs well in clutch situations. He can shoot the ball well. He could dunk the ball well. Um, just the only thing you know that I that doesn't put him on top of my number one and number two is he's not a he's a, I don't think he's a dog. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, he just performs well in the clutch, and he could, you know, be composed. But I just don't see him like, you know, taking taking over a team. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so then, number two is Kyrie Irving. Okay. Kyrie Irving, I think he this guy is an absolute dog. He like, he like, he's just weird to me. Yeah. And uh, that's what I like about him. And <laughs> it's 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 crazy because this guy literally left LeBron because he wanted to make a statement for himself. He ultimately failed on, on the Boston Celtics and he's moving over to the Nets and to kind of have a fresh slate, fresh start. And so I, I just have a lot of respect for this guy. I love his game mm-hmm. as oh, well. definitely, yeah. and his, uh, his ability to finish around the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he, he could shoot as well. I mean, it's like, what, what, what can you, you know, what can you complain about this guy? Yeah. And, I just think that he – I feel like he's the type of player that will make any team better. And I I just have so much love and respect for him. So definitely my number two. Uh, And then number one, undoubtedly, the best point guard in the league right now, Stephen Curry. If you don't like watching Stephen Curry play, you're an absolute liar. And you don't like watching NBA basketball straight up. And this guy, he changed the entire game of the NBA – he literally affected basketball on all levels. Yeah. From, from the very top NBA all the way down to like NJB level. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he kind of like reshaped the the three ball almost. Yeah. It's like people like look, look at like two years ago, LaMelo pulled up from half court and like, you know, I, I think that to, I, to hit that level only came from Stephen Curry. Oh, for sure. And Stephen sure. Curry literally changed everything of basketball yeah. and you know, he literally caused other teams to develop systems to defend the three ball yeah. a lot a lot better and I don't know, just Stephen Curry m- makes um, just made the NBA a lot more fun to watch in my opinion. And although you know, the Golden State Warriors were the dominating force in the NBA for quite some time. I still was a Stephen Curry fan the entire time, mm-hmm. the entire way. Yeah. And so, you know, I respect him a lot. I think he's a super humble guy. Um, you know, he doesn't compare well with, like, you know, um, guys that are more athletic than him. Right. But still, because he fits so well in the system that the Golden State Warriors run, I just think, dude, this guy is, hes he's literally the best. Yeah. And so, I don't
1: think it's even close. Yeah uh i think he he is number one by a long shot and you could arguably mix the bottom honestly yeah to in my opinion exactly and i think uh i think honestly out of all these guys Kyrie has the most talent Mm -hmm. but for me i'm just kind of waiting to see it proven like when it's just him yeah yeah, yeah. like just boston was weird this year i didn't understand what was going on me neither yeah and you know some of the blame has to go on the coaching too for sure uh but that that was just i was Low-key excited for Kyrie on Boston. I hate Boston, but I just wanted to see Kyrie do well, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that was a good chance on Boston, right? Exactly. But that just ended up so weird. So here's another shot for Kyrie. And we talked about this before that, Mm -hmm. yeah, Kyrie's a player that we love to watch, has tremendous talent. It's just he hasn't hit where we expect him to be yet. And so Mm -hmm. we're just waiting for that moment. So definitely I think he would be higher on my list, but I just went with kind of proven Uh, ability and i think the problem with westbrook honestly is that like he's been like the same level of good for a long time i feel like yeah like he hasn't reached that like he plateaued at a very high level basically and so i think so the next thing that he was supposed to work on is his efficiency and Uh and are his turnovers but it just stayed the same i feel like Uh so uh, i think that's why we're just so reluctant on you know placing him any higher but we just have to put him here because He's just getting ridiculous numbers, and sure. and it's not like his team suck. I mean, uh-huh. he's making the playoffs every year, but mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the point guards. I mean, shoot, there's so many good point guards in the league, right? So yeah. this is just our personal top fives, and uh, let's just move on to shooting guard. Uh, this one might be uh, more debatable. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of decent shooting guards. I think it's kind of top heavy too. Yeah. Uh, but I'll start off. I'll go with um from five to one. So my fifth would be CJ McCollum. Mm-hmm. He had a great playoffs this past year. Uh, number four would be our guy, Donovan Mitchell. Um, oh God. Even, even though his performance in FIBA it, it was his questionable. It, yeah, it was definitely very questionable. And I, I, I was very like, ah, oh, man, do I place him here? But mm-hmm. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. First time in international competition. Yeah. First time being placed in a position like that, where he has to be the guy And so, Mm -hmm. um, because I think he's not actually the guy on Utah, like I said. Yeah. Uh, And then, so number three, I think it's Bradley Beal. I think he's just been kind of forgotten. No love for him, but he's been low-key, like, Really good every uh-huh. year, yeah. And so that's my number three. Number two is Paul George because I think he's playing shooting guard this year. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was wondering. I was like, Paul George. Yeah,
0: or, yeah. And so, but yeah, it makes uh, sense because Kawhi. Yeah. Obviously. So, um,
1: Kawhi's is gonna be the starting small forward for the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be their shooting guard most likely. And I'm sure they'll run some like, s- uh, smaller lineups where Kawhi or PG will play the four, but. Mm-hmm. This is just looking at their team, their starting five. I think he's going to play the two. So he's my second best. And number one, kind of inarguable here also, is uh, James Harden for me. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. The so MVP. let's get your uh, – let's see your top five.
0: So my top five, you know, I was kind of thinking because I put Clay in in this conversation only because um, I didn't consider him the fact that he has a tornado seal. But – and then I was – started thinking, oh, shoot, I totally forgot about Victor Oladipo. But then he also has an injury. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So while oh, we, while you were saying all those names, oh, I was man, like, yeah. oh, crap. I only have four. So this one is kind of like coming out of my butt, honestly, for my fifth one. But I honestly believe uh, – is this going to be a hot take? But Devin Booker.
1: I don't hate it. I don't like it, but I don't – you know, <laughs>
0: but I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean – i understand oh like you know he's like kind of soft and you know plays for a really crappy organization blah blah blah. but you know um i really like his game and then he's, he's talented yeah he's, talented. he's pretty talented and you know for a guy his size and being able to score you know yes he did score 70 off of really cheap buckets but <laughs> 70 points is still 70 points it is, you know it and is. so it it's, it's kind of unarguable okay okay and uh my number 4 is uh, CJ McCollum. Okay. I I started to really like CJ after this past season yeah. and seeing his performance in the uh in the playoff um playoff series against the uh, Nuggets mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. And this guy showed up, you know, and yeah. um you know, there's a lot of credit due to Dame and a lot of credit even due even to um uh um even like guys like Rodney Hood, but I think CJ had like just a different mentality going into that into that series and um uh, when he showed up against Golden State it was like a clear you know it was an obvious win that Golden State was going to take it but I think CJ still wasn't a- phased by that mm-hmm. and he's like no I'm st- going to still play my game and still play to my p- to the best of my ability and so you know I really like him like his game a lot number 3 Bradley Beal mm-hmm. Bradley Beal um you know I, I didn't give him a- enough respect uh, these past few seasons, but he's kind of been holding holding it down in, yeah, in the Washington uh, organization. Cause, they still suck, but... Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt, they still suck, but despite, you know, John Wall going down, you know, somehow just tore, t- um, tearing his Achilles or whatever, and I think Bradley Beal def- definitely deserves a lot more respect and credit because um, he's kind of like the backbone yeah. of that team mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, I really wish he could get out of the organization and he deserves to be in a place where he has a chance to win. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. And so I really like him. He's pretty solid. Uh, Number two for me, Paul George, same as you Mm -hmm. love the guy. And I think the fact that he was in the conversation as an MVP this past season, it's just like, wow. He is pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. He's he pretty dang good, <laughs> and he <laughs> um, might be the best in the league, but we'll see. And then, obviously, number one goes to James Harden, previous MVP uh, winner. But the thing about Harden for me is, or that like makes him outright one for me is just his ability to to develop his game with the with the transition into like the, the three ball. You know, mm-hmm. um. His time in OKC, I feel like he definitely was, like, out of the limelight. And it was more, like, you know, more KD and Russ. But then he literally made a name for himself. Yeah. And I don't I don't see too many players doing that. Yeah. Starting off as, like, a six-man and um, just being known as a bench player. And then going to a different team and literally taking that team on your back and carrying them into, yeah. like, the postseason. And they've been showing up to the playoffs every year. Yeah um yeah they had core pieces to get them there but i don't think it would have been done without james harden's presence and you know it's like do you see like a jamal crawford or like a lou will who's a (laughs) famous six man of the year you know six man type players do you see them taking organizations to playoffs i don't really think so and i think james harden kind of made a name for himself and he deserves a lot more credit than you know than other players and so yeah James Harden, number one. I, re- I freaking love his game, too.
1: Yeah, I think that's no doubt for sure. Yeah, I think people forget that, man, he used to be a guy who comes off the bench. Yeah, exactly. And and now he's arguably, you know, one of the best players in the league. Exactly. If uh-huh. Yeah, if not the best last year, he was MVP, and that's not easy to do. Not at um, all. Yeah, coming in, if you're already a number one guy, it's like, okay, here's the ball, do whatever you can, but he had to become that guy. Yeah. And, Yeah, I mean, sure, Jimmy Butler, you know, came in, wasn't, you know, the highest draft pick, whatever, but he didn't carry his team like Harden's carrying.
0: Not at all, for sure.
1: I I really, yeah, I really can't think of too many other examples of, I mean, Dame wasn't too high on people's draft list, but even then he's not on the same level as Harden, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really think there's (laughs) no one that's really done what he's done, go from sixth man to MVP. Yeah and and become such a great player and it's i feel like it's in kind of a short amount of time like the his jump like from what he was at
0: yeah from like he was what 2011 to now it's that's not it's that 8 l- years i yeah. mean that's like
1: that's like a decent nba career that's yeah. not the end you know that uh-huh. a lot of people i think who's hasn't kd played for like 8 9 years maybe 10 yeah. yeah 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 so in that span he's jumped from six man to Arguably, you know, best player in the league. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Definitely I think that whole him not playing defense thing was so overblown. For
0: sure. Like I mean, there were there were there was video evidence of him not playing defense, but at the same time, it's like this guy's a freaking (laughs) offensive threat. This guy will kill your other team. I I
1: think he's the best um offensive player in the NBA right now.
0: Over K D, if he was healthy.
1: Well, I mean, if KD's a hundred percent Mm-hmm. And James Harden is hundred percent. I'll give it to KD fifty one, like forty nine, really? just because of his his height. Yeah. Okay. But I think, man, James Harden doesn't matter if you're seven foot. Doesn't matter if you're five yeah. eleven. He'll find a way to cook you. <laughs> you know
0: that step back is lethal.
1: Yeah. So I, I think <laughs> with KD he's like his athleticism is so uh-huh. like un it's like unworldly. Like yeah, yeah yeah yeah. He's just he's a seven foot guard. Exactly. So it, for him it's just like it's he's unfair just, yeah it's unfair like shorter guys can't guard him taller mm-hmm. guys are too slow but yeah. with harden it's like he's just so freaking crafty and true he's just he, yeah he's just an offensive like i think he's an offensive genius actually yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it, it's not fluky because the way he's able to draw contact and like and, and hit these step backs it's not like it's not athleticism that helps him do that. it's, a, it's sure. like your mind you yeah. know like being able it's a to mental see game. yeah so i think uh Definitely, man. Harden number one. And yeah, uh we'll see. I feel like it's it'll be some time before some young guys take these spots. But yeah, Steph and Harden mm-hmm. are MVPs, right? I but feel like
0: we're gonna hit a a bit of a drought, honestly. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think uh I don't see any anyone being within the conversation of like being the best in yeah. the league as a rookie, you know? Like I don't remember the last time we had we, people had that conversation yeah. like oh this guy is going to become the best in the league. And so
1: it might have been like KD and LeBron. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that, yeah, that was that was a while ago. Yeah. And
0: so you know, we'll see. Um but yes, we're going to definitely hit a draw. I just feel like it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean I feel like we're you know, I thought when I was growing up uh like okay, we had Kobe and like we're a little bit spoiled by Kobe and Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, it's not going to be like as fun as it was because those Lakers championship runs were pretty fun to watch. Oh yeah. And then it's like, and then we get LeBron. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. We watch LeBron play and it was like, dude, LeBron is good. And it's like, what, how is anything going to be as exciting as when LeBron came into the league? Exactly. And then you get a guy like Steph coming in, changing the whole NBA. Yeah. And it's just like, I think if you've been growing up in, in basketball for the past, you know, 10 to 15 years, mm-hmm. you've kind of been spoiled. Like, yeah. It's been so good. The two
0: thousand to like two thousand and like.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like till now, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it, it's just been like we've been so spoiled by the talent and the abilities sure. of these guys. It's just like, and I
0: wonder if is there a ceiling to athletic talent?
1: Yeah, I mean, will a guy jump higher? Yeah, you know, will a guy a run faster? faster? Yeah. So, and I don't so. know. Um, and, and and the way that Steph changed it was, I mean, he, I think Steph is an athletic dude. Mm-hmm. It's just different type of athleticism for sure you know yeah. so um and just the way that he changed the game is just like man can there be anything else that tops what we've just experienced for the fast fi- past 15 20 yeah. years and i don't know I, I don't think there is really anything can you change the game of rebounding <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah and right what what we talk about now is like oh the next step that you know it's not like the next young guy it's it's going to be someone who's compared to Steph. where we say guys uh-huh. like the next lebron so trey young was like the next Steph, and exactly. zion like the next lebron so uh and i don't know if any of these guys are actually gonna even close that. Yeah. you know but we'll see i mean we got to always hope f- we we're basketball fans True. you know average but we're still basketball <laughs> fans you know so we all, all we can do is hope for you know talent to continue but yeah um definitely excited for the season you for know we sure. talked about that over and over again mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll see um you know, as the preseason games come along, we get to watch a little bit more, you know, actual NBA teams play. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a more clear cut understanding of where teams are at. But until then, thanks for, you know, stopping by, everyone.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. We really appreciate it.
1: So we'll see you guys next time.
0: Sounds good. See you guys. Bye
1: hey guys you can find more episodes on soundcloud apple Podcasts, and spotify just search the average ballers and please follow or subscribe and share with your friends and family you can also find us on instagram at the avg ballers stay tuned for more episodes and thanks for listening we really appreciate all the love and support